the blob it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor right through the door and all around the wall a splotch a blotch be careful of the blob welcome to episode 106 of kaiju curry house my name is connor and we're joined by joe and paul as per usual and uh happy halloween folks happy halloween happy halloween <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. Um, by the time this is recorded, it, it will technically be the the Halloween special, I suppose. Um, it, it drops on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hey, well, we'll just pretend that you know it was planned to be the, the Halloween special. But, uh, anyways, um, so um, Joe was missing last week, so um, I'll just say, uh, Joe, what have kind you been up to? I have been rearing my own mini kaiju there is a wee young man in our house at the moment and mm -hmm. he has been waking up in the middle of the night so i've been sorting that but um other than that i've been reading a little bit and i've been paying attention particularly to uh a show that's on the air right now um house of the dragon yep um, I haven't been watching it because I want to watch it all in one go. I'm, I'm that kind of person. I'd rather like wait till all the episodes are out and then just kind of go through it at my leisure. <clears throat> but um, I have seen a few clips of the uh, dragons from this Game of Thrones prequel, and I think they're pretty awesome. And I saw one advert where uh, freaking Mahusive dragon came through. It's supposed to be like one of the oldest, biggest ones that's just in the lore and i was pretty astounded because i thought like drogon and like the others from first game of thrones series are pretty big and this fella or lady i'm not sure i'm sorry i haven't really delved that much into the lore i haven't watched the show you know guy gal it's a big dragon and uh he she it it's very impressive so i was happy with that special effects look great so yeah. i haven't been up to too terribly much um yeah just <laughs> trying not to get too sleep deprived at the moment yeah but, fantastic uh, start to the episode <laughs> apologies folks joe has to be boring every once in a while uh i will turn it around though paul what have kaiju been up to uh not a massive amount i'm afraid but um i don't know Things I know what Connor's going to say he's been up to, so I can't steal from that because he shared yeah. it in the, in the WhatsApp group. So I won't I won't take from you. Um, the only thing that I've done is I watched a film. Uh, it's called It Crawls Beneath, or What Crawls Beneath, depends on which poster you look at. It seems to have di had different Sounds names. Sounds creepy. Yeah, I mean, so Ooh. there's there's an earthquake, and that releases some large underground worms. Um, of course, there's something <laughs> about large underground worms. You know, you're yeah, like but I would say they're not that large. They're, I mean, they're bigger than a worm, but they're, you know, you like think a snake after, size. You think after tremors, they'd be careful when digging into the ground in the case of like stuff like that <laughs> happening, but uh, no, yeah, I don't think this is a, a pre Cambrian life form or anything like that. This seems to be just a I don't know what it is. It's a big worm, it starts off quite small, then it grows. Um, but the thing is, it's about this, or the, the story revolves around a guy who... We're going to get some flack for like... For what? That fra that Those phrases you just rambled off right there. Okay. I can't remember what I said now, but okay. Um, 
the film centers around a guy who is trapped in his garage with his with his worms. Right. So it's very small scale. You're not really selling. It's it's hard to sell this film. It sounds like a sounds like a. This is what you did on Saturday night, right, Paul? This is this is what you gravitated. This is how I I party hard. Um, But I used to love you know watching cheesy monster movies, and I saw it, and I thought, oh, that that looks quite good. What is this podcast about? (laughs) Good monster film, not just not just the cheesy ones. Whereas I I used to watch a lot of cheese. Now I watch the the high quality stuff. But I saw this, and I thought it would be really good. I should have looked at IMDb, which I think it's got two stars on. But I didn't. I didn't look at that first. Hey. Yeah, I saw. I just saw it. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll give that a go. But the characters didn't really click. And seeing as that's you know the whole story is revolving around this guy in a room for eighty percent of the film, and then these worms, then it, it's. Are you sure it's yeah. not someone like a hobby? Like he just has like one of those glass jars of worms in it, and it's just. He it's well, like Dumb his... and Dumber. We're gonna open a shop. What's it called? <laughs> worms. <laughs> Well, he, his, um, he's, he's, he's with his uncle or stepdad or something. He's, he's with someone in the garage and they get bitten. And it's like, oh, what, what they've been bitten by? Oh, it's this worm. We found this worm. And then it goes to a university because his ex is a friend. Teeth. This one does. Imagine, imagine if you will, Joe, a graboid and his tentacle thing. And you know how they detach in some of the later films? It's just yeah. that. So the detached tongue is is roaming around your garage and you're in there stuck because there's an earthquake there's no power apparently there's he can't text his ex-girlfriend who lives nearby but he can phone his mum who's like miles and miles away to say to her can you call my ex-girlfriend to get her to rescue me like why not just call the girlfriend Well, no, why, just, why not just call the fire department or something? Or the police. Yeah, well, he, the he emergency goes, rescue no, services. He, like, he there's, tries there's to do. Imp- they're engaged. Infrastructure in place. No one, no one answers the phone. At the, oh, at the well, congratulations to them. <laughs> oh, Joe. On its night. But no, he like hits his SOS button. And it's just like, oh, please. Oh, all circuits are busy. Please call back later. You're saying that the, the worms are about as big as snakes, right? Um, yeah, let's go for that. Why doesn't people just try to stomp on them? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I should. I should I mean, add. If they're that... as big as snake, I mean, what kind of snake here? Reticulated python or corn know, snakes? Like... <laughs> um, it's. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That. I didn't take the measurements. It's 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 as long as your arm. It's as long as you think of your arm. Imagine your arm. Okay. Let's just go with that. It's the same length and, and thick. I thickness. mean, like. People kill and eat animals bigger than that, Paul. Okay, he was trapped. He's uh, he like under a car. He's working on a car in the garage. Earthquake! It falls on his legs. He is pinned down under a car. What does he do? He can't stamp on it. He can't even move. Well, doesn't he have a spanner or something? <laughs> That's a wrench for a lot of you other folks. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, I mean. It's a worm. It's a worm <laughs> with, with, with that opens up like, you know, rah, and it's how, got teeth. How fast is and this thing? and if it bites you, you only have like two hours to live because it's got this incredible venom that makes you hallucinate. So he also goes on a bit of a trip because he does get bitten. I'm not going to try and I'm not. Well, I'm not selling the film. I'm not going to bother talking about the film anymore. It, hey, if you like worms, <laughs> check. What's it the title of this it. film? It crawls beneath. 
I'll make a does note it have, of that. Does it have legs? Because I think it would be slithering beneath. Yeah, it has no legs. No legs okay. whatsoever. So it slithers beneath? It, it slithers beneath, beneath, yeah. A wiggly worm? A wiggly wiggly worm? It, it, it wiggles um, beneath and then because of the earthquake. Wiggle, wiggle. It do... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, check out that film. Check out the trailer. Check out that film and then tweet Paul. <laughs> and then tweet Paul. <laughs> Why? Oh, I thought I thought the trailer Paul was pretty good. good. Recommendations. I haven't recommended it. <laughs> I've just talked about it. Right. I thought it could be promising. I thought, okay, so it's obviously low budget and it's it's set in that one place. If they can pull it off, this could be really intense, really good. It wasn't, but I I gave it a try. No, that's, that's all I'm I can do. Thank you for trying. I do, yeah, and because that's all I've been up to, I've just been waffling on to you know get my voice out there. So, Connor, who has been up to stuff? Connor, tell us what have Kaiju been up to? Well, Paul, um, for starters, I have a cold, so um, I'm going to sound fantastic uh, once this recording is done. Well, I mean, yeah, we, when you first connected, I was thinking, wow, that's a, a sexy voice you're going for there. And yeah, the morning, the cold morning voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you want to see my Godzilla stuff? Um, but anyways, uh, oh, Connor, oh, good joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, terrifying. so um, more terrifying than the crawls for me. So um, I have been uh, I haven't been really been much up to stuff. I guess I haven't been up to much stuff. Yeah, that was a, a sentence a for all of us this week. <laughs> it's beautiful, <laughs> yeah. um, folks. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, but um, we're just uh, not meeting our quotas. But um, yeah. Um, so um, I have been listening to the audiobooks for the John Carter novels as of late. Um, Good man. Yeah. They're amazing, um, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I've only, I'm halfway through the audiobook for Princess of Mars, which is the first one in the series. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's, I think it's, um, when, listen, folks, when you're on the way, way to work, you know, like sometimes, you know, like just don't listen to this podcast. Just put on some Edgar Rice Burroughs. But uh, <laughs> I'm joking. But no. um, what's your the podcast? Last episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I've been listening to that. Uh, um, I will say the audiobook I'm listening to is like it's got the blandest narrator you can think of. So it's like chapter one, that sort of stuff. You know, um, it's just like they couldn't have picked a dollar person to read the series, but. Um, yeah. Are you still listening? So it's well. Listen, listen. There's not. There's not. It's a re- to, to be do. fair. It's a really interesting, cool book. Yeah. So I mean, just poorly delivered. That's poorly true. delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also recently ordered um, a book called Frozen Hell. Now, if uh, any of those uh, listeners know what this book is, um, so originally. And there was a novel release called Who Goes There, which has been adapted, what, four times already? Um, the first being The Thing from Another World, um, uh, yeah. the Horror Express, John Carpenter's The Thing, and The Thing remake. Um, so this is basically the original book that is, or novella is based on. And a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, um, they actually found out that to the author that wrote it had actually written it as a novel and not a novella. So this is technically the 
the story the author probably originally envisioned. Um, so I shall be reading that when that arrives, once I'm done with the line that time forgot. You know, that sounds so enthusiastic. Got a lot of burrows going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, he's a good writer. You know, it's just like um, he's a prolific writer. Like yes. Tarzan, The Land of Time Forgot, John Carter. I mean, people mm. don't really like talk about him enough, but John Carter inspired Superman um, and Star Wars. Yeah, Tarzan is iconic in and of himself. And then The Land That Time Forgot. Don't forget. Just don't forget the good yarn. Don't forget the Pellucidar series as well, with like at the Off's core and all that. Oh know. yeah. I mean, he wrote amazing adventure stories. And mm. the great thing is, I mean, like such humble begins. He was a pencil salesman. Yep. So not a very good one either, was he? He was a better writer. But yeah. uh that just goes to show you folks well, he like, needed the, the best story. stories come from the humblest places. He needed the pencils to well, write his books. And so. I've still got the copy, the book you gave me, Joe. Ooh. That's been read. That has been fully read, and I just remember on the back, it, the whole thing is Edgar Rice Burroughs failed in nearly every enterprise he tried. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so yes, he he was a good writer, but it looks like he tried a lot of things before that and just did not get on very well. It just goes. So to I'm glad he found his calling. It's, it's never too late. Just keep trying. Yeah. Edgar Rice Burroughs is a very imp- inspirational story. Mm-hmm. Oops, excuse me. Um, yeah. So. Uh... Yeah, there's that. And um, I have taken a keen interest in some recent news as well. Um, oh, you saw that Legend of the Dinosaurs and Monster Birds has been released on Blu-ray, haven't you? I was going to talk about the Godzilla Hot Wheels, but that's fine. But... Well, we're going back to Liz Trust. But the, um... <laughs> well, the thing is, we kind of jinxed Liz it. Trust. You know, by the time this episode releases, we're recording on the day she announced, by the way. Paul, the do, time... do you... Do you realize that we might be partially responsible did, for this? Did we cause that? Because we, we said uh, Dan was trust in the, the last podcast. episode. Yeah. Well, so. she said she was going to resign. Well, I heard she was resign. And then she's like, no, I'm staying here. And then it's, then it's oh, I'm resigning. Make up your mind. There's a real monster for your monster, Pascal. Oh, okay, maybe that's too political. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. Um... Hot Wheels. Now Hot that's Wheels, cool. yes. Broom, broom, broom. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh like uh connor here used to be a big fan of hot wheels toys as a kid he's had like a, a biscuit tin and everything that you placed all his little uh, hot wheel cars in um and uh basically what mattel recently revealed is they had gotten the godzilla license so they are producing hot wheels based off of uh godzilla and by the looks of things it's the 1954 godzilla that they're basing it off of seeing it's on the package but that might just be a total branding thing at this point. But um, I hope uh, at least that um, I'm tempted to possibly get these. But at the same time, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm, go on. I'm no. a grown man buying Hot Wheels. That's because <laughs> that's, that's, uh, you sent you sent the picture and I Googled it to see what they were. And it said it's a Target exclusive. So yeah. I don't know if it's coming to the UK. Well, you know, it's, it's like a lot of these exclusive things, you know, like... Uh, Oh, like they have like like steel books, for instance, that say it's Target exclusives, and you'll find them in HMV or something like that. Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me, you know. Like, um, 
I mean, it's like the Super 7 figures as well. It's like, you weren't, I wasn't expecting those figures to come over here. You know, the uh, oh, okay. figures about that big. Yes, yeah, because they're all in Forbidden Planet at the moment, aren't they, all the Godzilla ones? Yeah, um, indeed, yes. Uh, so, yes, maybe we will get Hot Wheels. And um, as you said, it's just, they seem to be very similar, but the car bodies, and it's just one's a monster truck with big wheels and one's just a normal truck with small wheels. But it's like, there's, it's got like the dorsal fate plate on the back isn't it like it's a truck mm. carrying yeah. some stuff and then the car's almost like got a mouth but i was hoping they'll do a bit more like a few more variants like if you could have a shingles of the one that's like glowing red do or you something. guys remember attack pack no i thought you guys like hot wheels did this thing they were like transformers but basically you pushed a button or pulled back on a lever that was like hidden on the car or the plane or whatever and it turned into a monster so that rings a bell actually i'm going to google that while we talk but so yeah, oh, yeah, I think I think I do. They were something awesome, like that. absolutely I, awesome. I'm gonna totally derail this this train though, and just drop. So Shin Godzilla Evangelion have yep. been mixed together yet again, and we got oh yeah, some, the pachinko wasn't it? Yeah, the pachinko yes. and some amazing like fighting and some rowdy Godzilla Evangelion cool. action going on there. Yeah, the X plus Godzilla Evangelion, the mashup of Godzilla and then Eva Zero One. That though, like that figure has become like an animated creature in this pachinko, um, bit, like uh, cutscene. And for those of you who do not know what pachinko is, uh, head yourself over to YouTube. Um, there's a bunch of great tutorials and explanations of what this is. It's a part of Japanese culture, but. Um, yeah, amazing animation. Ghidorah's in it. Um, they do they, they do this all the time for pachinko machines because there'll be a, you'll see this um, like leaked trailer. You think, oh my god, they make this film. It's like, oh no, it's a pachinko little, little animated video for the machines. Yeah, oh, I, really, I am glad that Toho has the priority straight with uh, in terms <laughs> of like uh, Godzilla and Raywire. It seems, you know, rather than making more films, it's like. Uh, Let's do uh, let's do theme park rides and uh, pachinko. Well, this machines. was this was announced years ago, so mm. Toho was kind well, of yeah, like, they, have, they, they they said that they were going to open the floodgates for Godzilla because they've been controlling the brand so much. And to be fair, it's such a cash cow for them that they it would be ridiculous not to just go for so much. Mm. So now, like, there's apparel, Hot Wheels, you know, theme park rides, what have you. And they're making bank off of Godzilla, and they're getting the name out. You have to re-energize the fandom because well, yeah, that's it. They don't need you had the film an at the aging moment. demographic of kaiju fans, and it was a niche fandom, and they struck while the iron's hot. So power to them on that marketing. Yeah, um, I'm just wondering because recently Bandai announced they are releasing Ava Unit One and Ava Unit Two as movie monster series figures. So I just wonder if. Uh, We'll get that horrifying Ava units Godzilla sort of like uh, mix as a figure, you know. Like, uh, Who knows? here you go, here you go, Jimmy. Yes, it's it's kind of interesting though. So I have some of those little Bandai figures and like the final ones, and they're originally out for like kids to play with, and I let my kids like play with them, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Evangelion, like you wouldn't let like a seven eight year old like see that show. No, so, they wouldn't understand it. They wouldn't understand it. So basically, it's just like, ah, robot, ah, monster. 
Well, let me take you back like a while back, because um, I don't know if any of you remember this, but they did Alien vs. Predator toys aimed well, to, towards yeah. kids. I remember oh, Alien yeah. toys, but yeah, like, yeah. You could, you're not allowed to see the film, but yeah. you can play with the toys of the monster. They did Robocop as well, uh, now that I think of it. Just all these violent oh, yeah. 80s movies. Congo, a, a whole mess of them. Kenner just totally like went for it. But the thing is, is like again, they made bank. Kenner was a fantastic toy manufacturer. The original Jurassic Park figures that they made still hold up today as some of the best toys made, at least in my humble opinion. But like there are Kenner collectors out there. And um, Joe, Attack Pack. Yeah, I, I remember that really well. Now. I completely forgot about that. Well, there's <laughs> Hot Wheels. But I've Googled it. I've seen the picture. I was like, I remember that toy. Yeah. That was really yeah. cool. My favorite Hot Wheels set as a kid was um, this one called Spider Attack. Right, I think that was the name of it. I can't remember, but um, it um, it annoyed my parents so much because it made so much noise. Just the cars just going <laughs> you know around it, and uh, it was basically this big rubber track that was like I don't know, like in the shape of like a like an orb or something. And there's like a spider, a big spider on top of it, and uh, the idea is that. The cars go around. Eventually, it triggers something which makes the spider jump off. So, uh, okay. you know, yeah, it's one of those cheap gimmicks. You know, like um, in hindsight, it's, it's a pretty crap toy. But at the same time, <laughs> as a child, know, it's that's amazing. A perfect segue. So, speaking of cheap gimmicks that were crap but memorable, let's talk about the blob. Oh yes, um, uh, if we must. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Everybody's favorite jelly monster or jam monster if you're in the United Kingdom. Yes. So, what jam? Why is it a jam monster? Apart from the fact that it looks like I have got a, um, a giant, a giant of jam. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be described as a, a it's strawberry jam, Paul. That's what, that's what the blob actually is. Really angry strawberry jam. Honestly, I've never, I've never even thought about comparing the blob to jam ever. And I'm just like, yeah, I can see it now. You know, but apparently just... it was uh, it was inspired by star jelly, mm -hmm. not not jam. Well, yeah. So just just to throw out a useless fact there for you. <laughs> okay, well there we go. So the blob. The blob. Anybody want to take it with this with this? Anyone want to do the quick synopsis? Spoiler alert for everybody. Spoiler alert for the 1958. The blob. Hey, there's some people out there I guarantee haven't seen this film. Yeah. Well, to be yeah. fair, you know, like uh, it is one of those like cult movies that kind of defines like 1950s monster movies, I guess, or 1950s driving movies. The thing is, though, is the blob is cutting edge in its originality. It's such a simple premise, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's so simple, but very elegant. So quick synopsis here. A little meteorite falls. It has like this organism on it. <laughs> dumb hobogan touches it boom, and it gets on his hand but the blob is what we think it is is like a microorganism or something like that like an alien bacterium or whatnot and it eats living tissue so the more tissue it eats the bigger it gets it doesn't really have organs per se if you shoot it it does nothing nope. you know like flamethrowers okay you know like whatever but if you freeze it, that's something. Now, the horrific thing about the blob is that it like dissolves you while you're alive. So potentially be quite horrific here. 
But the problem is, is that that meteorite landed next to like small town USA. They don't necessarily it always have... does. Yeah. To be fair, there are a lot of small towns in the USA. I've, I've okay. lived in a few of them. Anyway, um, they don't have like a huge military. There isn't a huge reaction. And the blob just goes around absorbing people until like the point where it's like the size of a school bus and the whole town's just like, what the heck is going on? So, but yeah, we uh, should say that throughout the film, a teenager is the one that kind of knows uh, what's going on because he's uh, driven. Teenager. <laughs> he is a teenager. in the air. Teenager. He's, that's that's Steve what he's. Steve McQueen, who was probably in his mid to late yes. 30s. That's yeah. got to be a record, isn't it, for the oldest person to play a teenager? I mean, like, he has some pretty robust facial hair going he, on. He does not know? look like, he's, he's, he, anything he's, like a teenager. It's great. He, you need to watch yeah. the Criterion release for it's like a 4K scan and you can see all the wrinkles <laughs> on Stephen Queen's face. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I wouldn't believe he was a teenager. It was very strange. That yep, he was, he was, was going to make out with this girl in, in his car and his, his dad comes and gets him at the police station. So what's going on? Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So the blob we don't necessarily have like a sentient thinking animal. It's not really discouraged by a lot of things. Like it doesn't have like that thought process. You can't really like hurt it slash kill it, you know, and it just keeps no. getting bigger. So it's a really hard problem to solve. And eventually what they determine is just freezing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it. So the iconic ending of this film it's just them dropping it in like Antarctica or like you know, like Lapland or whatever, where there's just ice everywhere. And it just says the end and then a big question mark. Now, it'd be really funny if someone did like a sequel nowadays to the original I know one because of global <laughs> yeah. warming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can happen. Yeah, I mean, like, but there it is. Hey, you know? those with those people gluing their hands to roads, you know, it could be like, uh, like the instead of us, like, but where are the blobs? It's like, a, it's like in Carnosaur where people like chain themselves to like the earth moving equipment and then like the dinosaurs come and eat them. <laughs> These people gluing their hands to roads, the blob just kind of like rolls <laughs> over them. God. Oh, that, that sounds quite evil, actually. Yeah. We are not belittling the causes of protesters, by the way, but there are yeah, methods of ways to get your. <laughs> Point across than gluing your hand <laughs> to a road there's cream they just put it on your hand and they come right back up again like you have created 10 minutes of inconvenience yeah find a different way also please stop tonight. please stop throwing tin soup at paintings yeah that's my rant there we go someone worked hard on that gosh darn it yeah. um and a waste of food as well yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. Anyway, anyway, the blob. Anyway, so the, the blob. blob. The blob. Yeah. Can we go back to the end again, where you just say they, they drop it off? Because we see it one minute, it's this huge thing that's um like engulfing a diner, is it or something? Yeah, it's yeah. it's like basically like like the heroes, the protagonist are in the diner, then they go to like the basement of the diner. That's and it. Like yeah. the blob is just like it's all over it. Oozing over the like the like entire structure and coming in like the basement. Like yeah. ground level windows so their plan is fire extinguishers are cold we'll go get some from our small town we'll get enough to freeze a giant blob and then the next scene is being dropped off so i take it the army just turned up with lots of freeze stuff 
and then put it on a plane. Yeah, they just, okay. they just put, this is equally plausible to the giant jam monster. So yeah, I mean, it's just normally in these films they they ring up, don't they? Like, oh, there's there's an alien, there's a giant creature. They're like, nah, we don't believe you. But in this case, they actually did come pretty, but very I mean, quickly. Yeah. And save the day. No, just say that. But name one movie where they don't believe him. It's a conspiracy. In fact, it's kind of like the monster movie. monster squad. Like kids rang him up. They showed up. You know, like monsters versus aliens. Military was right there. You know, like I have yet to see a film I where the maybe I just got it in my head. Up. In fact, if like, you watch the eighties remake, they're in on it. So um, the exactly. army is technically in on it. <laughs> But uh... <laughs> no, I don't. I remember watching the Blob, and I now know I've. I originally watched the eighties, and then more recently watched this fifties. And I just remember talking to Colin before we start recording that it was like the fifties version was like, yeah, that's the basic story, but it's almost like a PG version compared mm-hmm. to the eighties, which went much more like the thing with with graphic melting oh, and things. Eighties version, it's just like it churns your stomach. Yeah, so I want to watch the eighties one again. In the in the fifties version, like. They kind of pan away before we started recording connor you know did his due diligence and did some research on the film there was a scene where a doctor gets absorbed apparently yep. there was a longer cut right connor yeah apparently um they had to cut it down so they kind of like just inserted that scene of uh, steve mcqueen just making faces yeah, yeah. steve mcqueen's grimacing because <laughs> he's seeing what you don't it's kind of like in the new Mo- muppet movie well one of the new muppet movies with jason siegel and it's just like wow that explosion looked really expensive yeah yeah we put a lot of our budget into it but you're basically watching their reactions to the explosion which is like a gag that they're not actually showing you like the really expensive pyrotechnics because they aren't there but uh i suppose you think about it like less can be more at times like you're just imagining in your head like what's happening you know it's like uh even when well it's not that um there are some grim scenes in, in this version of the blob as well, uh, keep in mind, like the 50s version of the blob. <laughs> like when they bring the old man into the, the hospital and you just see like every time they cut to him, his arm is more and more dissolved and it's like the blob is taking the shape of his hand. It's like, oh God, it's like, you know, like even for them, that's pretty graphic, um, despite not being uber graphic like the 80s remake, I suppose. But Yeah, uh, the 80s remake. So when the boyfriend gets absorbed in the hospital because they've brought in this old man, the blob has reached just enough size that it can, like you watch him dissolve like completely. And like, she's holding his hand and trying to pull his hand, pull him out of it. And like his hand comes away because it's like dissolved off of his body. And like, he's trying, he's flailing around inside of it as it's dissolving. him. he's totally, con- oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we just see this thing roll around in this film. <laughs> yeah, it rolls around like, <laughs> it's like a there's a scream, the light breaks, and then there's this thing rolling around. You're like, okay, I guess it ate her. <laughs> Less yeah. is more, but you know, like, I mean, it, I like it when it builds suspense to things. I mean, it, it's not, you know, no, no, we're bad, is it? It's just, I think, compared to the 80s version, I, I prefer to see it. Mm. That's all. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but at least Easier at least watching the, it's not as intense at least the little dog survived you know the at least we can... dog does survive in this film as they always should do well you to this come out uh for fear yeah the dog's dead but um <laughs> of course the dog has passed away since then connor don't be such a buskill yeah so 
any other great memorable points in this film i'm trying to think of them i mean like other than like the jam monster like and like the the premise and then the ending which is iconic we've covered steve mcqueen but i say yeah so steve, much... steve mcqueen driving backwards um you know trying to be really hip yeah well yeah you have to give steve mcqueen like a motorized vehicle yeah i, I guess so yeah mm-hmm. it's just why like he's he's like racing these other kids I, 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 and then the police just comes up to him you know what are you up to yeah it's just uh yeah this is like uh the police force are so nice. And they are uh, so movie. nice, aren't they? They don't. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you were driving, you were Small speeding town going backwards. Cops are nice. Well, there's that one. The one cop is like really grumpy, isn't he? Yeah, they should uh, know better. Well, it's but, called good cop, bad cop for a reason, you know. Well, there seems to be one bad cop, and the rest of well, actually, I think there's wasn't there three of them. That's, that is the police department. Yeah, the the one moody cop keeps bringing up that uh, he fought in the war and all that, yeah. but it's like. It's never really brought up except from him complaining about, about it, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's like there's that one scene where like we see the cops are playing chess with like another police station. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and it's just like uh, there's a really tense moment in it where um, they're taking Steve McQueen and his girlfriend home, right? And he's the only cop left in the building. And there's just such this tense music. And he's radioing on the radio to the other station. Like, oh, what's he going to do? Oh, he's just going to play another game of chess. You know, so we've got all this... Uh, this um, Tension like, built te- up. Tension yeah. built up. And it's just like, oh, checkmate. Oh, well. But, um, oh, dear. But... Well, uh, classic misdirection. I mean, like, that, that, that was like... The audience had a laugh with that you know it's like when someone does a jump scare and it turns out to be like someone's annoying little brother or sister like boom in like a horror film it's just like oh dang director got me again yeah uh, I, I like scenes like that you know those are fun mm-hmm. so what would we what would we rate this movie do you think that i mean like it does kind of have like a classic status i feel the blob like if you mention the blob people more or less have an idea of what it is so does it deserve the classic status? I'd say so, at least. You know, it's definitely iconic enough that everyone rem- remembers it. You know, like, um, it's, um, I mean, if you think of all the films that somehow include the blob in the background or even the poster to the blob, you know, like, I'd say, I'd say it's pretty memorable for what it is, you know, like, even just, you know, even just the idea. I think it's the epitome of, like, 50s B-movies, I think, like, um, like i would say so at least um uh he's in like, hotel transylvania i mean like well that's true yeah um what more he's do you need films. pardon mm-hmm. what more do you need he was in hotel transylvania that's it yeah it's blobby plus um did he inspire yeah. mr blobby well oh dear not this, this no we'll go there again <laughs> um <clears throat> well i was uh talking to paul um after the last episode finished, right? And mentioned them about Blobfest, right? Believe it, Blob, a whole festival around this film. Yeah, that's how... The I've me- heard about this. Yes, so um, it's not in Halloween, I checked, but it's sometime during the summer, right? They tend to host a festival dedicated to the Blob in the hometown, or, or not the hometown, the town that the film was actually filmed in, right? Um... So, like, they have, like, various things. They, like, have Steve McQueen lookalike contests. They bring 
actual props in the movie, like the cars that still exist, apparently, like um, the, the actual like fire engines. Uh, <clears throat> they have like rock bands playing like horror themed rock and roll music and all that. Um, just basically a fun time. Um, and one of the the coolest things that they do at the end is they uh, they reenact the the uh, the cinema scene, but they're running out of the cinema. Um, in the same cinema that they filmed the blob in. So, you know, that's pretty neat, I think. You know, it's like, you don't see G-Fest doing stuff like that, you know? It's like, uh, hey, let's recreate a scene from, like, a Godzilla film. No, <laughs> we're just going to, you know, like, uh, recreate the scene from the blob. And uh, not only that, but all of, most of the original props, like miniature props from the film still exist. And they usually now that's are. interesting. Why is that? Do you think? I think they just kept them. That's it. That's the they just kept them in good condition, like a, a locker somewhere, I'd imagine. But um the one prop that still exists today and will outlive us all is the blob itself, right? The original it's plastic, isn't it? It's silicon. <laughs> it's like a silicon uh like uh substance that they made to use the blob and they usually have it on display every Blobfest, and it's just in a bucket. It's just this pink goo in a, in a bucket. So it's just like, it's it's interesting that this really cheap film, the the actual prop of the Blob, has outlived all the Godzilla show costumes. If you think about it, you know, like this cheap, you know, just cheap looking monster compared to some of the Godzilla suits, you know. Well, there is a level of complexity that went into the Godzilla suits that the blob did not need. Yeah. And the Godzilla suits, because they had to go over an actor, you know, like the latex, you know, like that stuff, it disintegrates, it deteriorates over time, obviously. Yeah. Silicon so, doesn't disintegrate, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, okay, the blob has lived longer, but... I don't know, but the thing, yeah, I kind of wonder, like... I wonder if I mentioned the blob to my nine-year-old. Like she knows Godzilla because, like, because she lives because yeah, dad. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever mentioned the blob around her. So I'm wondering, like, if I mentioned the blob, if she knew who I, if she would know who I was talking about, because like she's seen Hotel Transylvania. But you know, like the blob's the blob. I knew about the blob before I watched the movie, like. Yeah. Did you guys encounter that? Did you guys know about the blob? It was before, definitely like... referenced yeah. in The Simpsons. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, but like I didn't even which... watch The Simpsons really, so it's like I knew who they were because you know I, I, I was... up in nineties America. I knew The Simpsons, but like I didn't need to watch it. It's I was. That... Oh, I would sorry. say my first um, first time I found out the blo about the blob was uh, Grease, um, the film Grease, right? Because uh, there's a scene that for the go to a drive-in movie theater, and that's the film playing in the background. So nice, yes. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, so episode one hundred seven is going to be about Greece. So, <laughs> okay, John Travolta. Yeah. Yes, I mean it is kind of a monster film. I suppose it's very horrible, but um, <laughs> no, not Greece. Oh man. Um, Anyways, we, we uh, got a bit sidetracked there. <laughs> um, totally not thinking about John Travolta's hair right now. He uses <laughs> grease and they say, oh, no. 
<laughs> Look at you trying to get in on the puns. Yeah. So yeah, so I think we're in general consensus that the blob deserves its classic status. And like it is rewatchable to a degree, isn't it? Like it is just easy watching. I think about like films that I can just consistently watch over again. And you know, like if they're on, like I'm happy to just leave it on. Like Conan the Barbarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terror of Mechagodzilla. You know, like I, I could I could leave the blob on and just like be entertained, like coming in and out of the room because it's just easy watching. Like the level of like in terms of like sheer horror, it isn't there. Like there's moments of suspense. Like you you understand that the main protagonists are going to get away. It's kind of like a Spielberg movie in that sense. Yeah. And the the level of threat, the level of terror just is not as elevated as other films. So you can just kind of leave it there. And I think actually you could let like your average eight, nine, 10 year old probably watch yeah. the blob. Yeah. yeah they'd, be per- they'd be perfectly fine. So yeah. in terms of like it even being like a family horror film, if such a thing, you know, category really exists. I would say it is a family horror film. I think about it. Yeah, I do think so. Yeah. Like the cre- like I, I'd say that like the creature from the Black Lagoon could be, um, I, the blob you could probably call like a family horror film like hocus pocus you know typical saw the sequel love the sequel um but i I, I feel so so we've got 1958 then we had one in the 70s as well didn't we and one in the 80s so and it had sequels so they definitely it's been very popular throughout time and people might be more attached to different versions than the others i'm surprised you haven't had a more recent one weren't they going to make one Oh, um, I, I haven't heard about that. I thought they were going to remake the blob. I'm surprised they haven't. Well, I'm surprised they haven't too. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, it, it would make honestly. For, you can see HBO doing a mini series like about the blob. No, it just yes. slowly goes. It's yeah. basically in like an underground bunker, and uh, it escapes from like whatever Stranger Things bunker type situation, and it goes into this small town. And then the military that knew about it all along is there just in time to like trap it before it comes too big. Mm-hmm. And then they take it to like another secure location. The end question mark. As long as it's not as terrible as the, uh, the mist TV show that they did recently. Um, Cause they, uh, the, the mist is a, is a great film. And then they, they recently, it is a traumatizing film. film. I will never get over the end of that film. That was, <laughs> oh, terrible. Yeah. terrible spoilers for all you parents out there but i feel like i need to warn you like they run out of hope they've got like a pistol with six with like five bullets in it the car has six people and the dad shoots his kid because he doesn't want the kid to live through like this post-apocalyptic like worse than living death type scenario yeah. and then after he shoots the kid, after he has his mental breakdown because there's no more bullets, like three minutes later, the army starts coming by, rescuing people and all this crap. Oh my gosh. Like, why did they have to do that? Like, find some other way to rip our guts out, right? Play that uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm music at the end. It's just... Oh, oh it's just it, it just ruined that film for me absolutely ruined it like if they'd all died and then like the trucks came by it would have still been like a great twist ending blah 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 but no the kid had to die mm-hmm. oh horrific 
It's yeah, horrific. The, that's I think that's the point of how grim it is. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yet another reason why the 80s blob is so grim. <laughs> it <laughs> spares nobody. Yeah. Oh dear. But yeah, um, they've been they've been trying to make a sequel, it seems, for like a decade now, and just it's not getting anywhere. They've had no. so many directors and people attached to it. It's a bit of a legal mess, it seems. Mm. read off some of the directors paul now that i know that you have a list in front of you would um i had a look and the guy who did the mist um, <laughs> um rob zombie uh, rob zombie, rob oh, zombie oh, no. did, did the halloween remake which i thought was fantastic not so much the he sequel. recently redid the monsters and i heard oh he did didn't was, he yeah that's gonna be quite there good was mixed reviews on that i've seen clips of the monsters and it doesn't look good at all, I don't think. It, it looks the Monsters terrible. is hilarious. I love the Monsters. Oh, the I love the original. Yeah, I love uh, like uh, the original show with Fred Gwynn, but like um, the new remake just doesn't look good at all. It's like, uh, oh dear. It just, it looks like it was done really cheap and it's just basically a tax write-off for Universal. But um... <laughs> um, Newsflash, Connor, the original series was done on the cheap. Well, yeah, but it looks like they're trying to imitate that, doesn't it? By going, yeah, going yeah, but you know, that's 1960s budget compared to you know, oh, yeah. 1960s TV budget. Oh, dear. Speaking uh... of budget, I had to look for the blob, the 1958 blob, and the budget was $120,000 yep. and it cost them $110,000. They actually came in $10,000 under budget. Well done there. Heck of a cast party at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steve McQueen, who was 28 at the time of playing this teenager. Oh, this was um, his first film. I, I apologize yeah. to Steve McQueen's ghost for saying he was older. He he got paid 3000 for this role. Mm. Um, he was going to have a bit less and get 10% of the profits. But he needed, he said, apparently just for food and rent, he needed a bigger upfront fee. So, you know, hard times for Steve McQueen. This must be very, very early on in his career. A bit of a, a morbid fact about Steve McQueen. So he uh, he went on to say later on in interviews that he hated the blob. Right? Did he? Right. <laughs> but when he died, when they found him, um, the only film poster that was in his house was the blob. Of all things. So there's a, another morbid blob fact for you. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, he must have been kicking himself because apparently it made four million. Four I don't million. Know. I don't know. He was on a great escape. So, you know, I think, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think with the great escape, he totally nailed Did he get a lot of money for that one? <clears throat> he, I mean, like, if he didn't get all the money, he got the rolls from it. My goodness. Yeah. The original Great Escape, folks, with Steve McQueen is a cracking film. You should check it out. No monsters or kaiju in it. Well, has some monsters in it. Uh, they yeah, wear swastikas they... <laughs> on their uniforms. But anyways, it's neither here nor there. But no. um, but I mean, back in that day, that that he took three took three thousand. He could have had four hundred thousand. That's a oof. He's gonna mm. feel that. Yep. That's probably why he hated it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's like, God, he resents his decision. <laughs> Goodness me. Oh, but now I want to watch the sequel. Yeah, so tell me about the sequel. Well, the uh, sequel takes place after the original, where they they come across it in the Arctic. They, oh, so it is an actual direct sequel. It's, it's a direct sequel. They are they people are whatever doing whatever in the Antarctic and they unearth it and bring it back to study in LA. 
amazing and amazingly it's still alive and it, it comes back and um eats people hey hey ho hey ho yeah you'll live and learn you know, it's just... <laughs> i wonder if they they consider <laughs> dropping it in a volcano like maybe that would work better you know do you know what one of the walking tiles of the blob was the glob no well it that was... was the second tile um the mass... strawberry jam attacks strong jam attacks um it was called the molten meteor so you're close molten, about the yeah. about the lava stuff so yeah uh-huh. yeah um yeah just some like uh one of those just bits of trivia that says just doesn't really add to anything but, uh, oh, but we like pointless trivia on here yeah yeah the molten meteor like the meteor was neither molten nor is it actually a film about a meteor no um Actually, can we just uh, appreciate how the actual blob like thing it comes in has traitors in it? You know, I don't know. It's just like one of those like cheesy little details. Like, where did the the, the craters come from? For such a small, well, I suppose it's a a rock that's coming in the atmosphere and it burns up. So, I don't know. Um, someone had fun making that meteorite. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then some old guy comes and pokes it with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you see something fall out of the sky, you poke it with a stick. Yeah. Um, you already see all the cracks on the, the meter right in the 4K version as well. So it's like, uh, yeah, this thing was just designed just to fall to bits, and you can tell. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyways. And the, um, um, the director, wasn't he a, a director of Christian films? He was, yes. And, um, and it was like the most it successful. It kind of makes the 80s ones like, have a little bit more sense to it, the way it ends, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is as well is that he actually held up production for filming the blob because um, they took breaks on Sundays. You know, this is uh, oh. an actual fact. Because yeah. so... it, it was a minster, wasn't it? An, you know, an actual church mm-hmm. minster that was the director of the film. So, yeah. He... I think so. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's just like, uh, you know, I suppose just, just anyone can make a film, really. But uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I think he was a he he just he did lots of um, religious films. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the company, the company that made the blob, I think they, they did something like over 200, you know, Christian films. And then suddenly they just decided to do the blob because someone convinced them to. And then it was a massive hit, probably funded, you know. <laughs> Have many oh, other movies they want to do? Yeah, a whole bunch of films after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll make one film for the heretics, and we'll use it to fund yeah. all of the good message. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my lord! Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. have a look at it. That's great. Anyways, pornography. Personally, I just like the uh, the fifties blob better. You know, like maybe I'm just in the minority here, but. Uh, I just feel like a concept like the blob fits like like it's just a cheesy fun monster movie better than just the the grim dark style that they went with but uh that's just yeah. me i guess if the opposite ends of the spectrum really yeah depends yeah. on what kind of mood you're in what blob you're going after i want to see the sequel now the blob takes la the that's blob awesome takes LA. <laughs> Yeah. Beverly Hills Blob. Beverly Hills Blob. Yeah. Beverly Hills Blob. <laughs> That's the way uh, to go. Yeah. I think we need to cover if nothing else now. Yeah. I think we've reached that point. Yes. Oh man. So if nothing else, Connor. 
if nothing else, pick up the Criterion Collection version of the Blob. It has um, uh, a lot of special features on it, as most Criterion releases do, and it's a nice transfer. I also recommend Dinosaurus by the same director of the Blob, Ooh. which is a another cheesy uh, monster movie with rubber puppet dinosaurs that they defeat with construction equipment. So, yeah, that sounds like Carnosaur. Well. Uh, Carnosaur might be a remake, you never know. Um, <laughs> I <successful>. doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, does Carnosaur have a Neanderthal that uh, befriends a, a child and then gets killed brutally? I don't think so. <laughs> um, oh, oh. Yeah, the Neanderthal, okay. I mean, the, the kid lips. But, um... <laughs> You're making me want to watch Encino Man now. <laughs> but yeah. there we go. Paul, if nothing else... Well, seeing as it's dropping on Halloween, I guess watch a scary movie, if nothing else. No, I want to hear what our listeners' favourite Halloween monster movie is. So get in touch, let us know, because we've gone for the blob for Halloween. But the, the correct be... answer is John Carpenter's The Thing. That's it, we don't have that. I, I can't think of the top of my head that many scary monster films. Yeah, that's but true. I, I want so I want to hear some, and also this is going to be the we've got this Halloween, and then third of November Godzilla's birthday. So don't forget we're going to have Godzilla versus uh, Gig and Rex, and who who knows what else they'll be doing. So yeah. enjoy yeah, Godzilla exactly goodness. So yes, if nothing else, watch a Halloween monster movie and check out Godzilla's birthday festivities. Um, Joe, if nothing else. Folks, I'm going to do you a solid recommend. Get yourself a copy of The Blob in time for Halloween. Make yourself a nice big jam sandwich and eat it. Well, don't you, get any on you. <laughs> you got forbid you get any on you, but you know, have a nice big old jammy sandwich as you go there. Pal no, Joe's no. recommending it. Just uh, don't even bother the sandwich. Don't even bother the bread. Just get a, a thing of jam and just get just a spoon. plain jam. What kind of monster? <laughs> okay, for those of you who are just listening here, you need to go on YouTube and watch this here. So Connor is motion, like doing the motions for how to eat jam. And I want everybody to look at like what he did it because he didn't make a motion for a spoon going into like glass jar jam. He just like full-on poo bared that and took his hand yeah and made the motion go in there it's, it's like so reenacting just, the film he's like i mean <laughs> like i just want you all i mean i think everybody needs to know that when connor eats jam <laughs> on its own he just <laughs> eats it with his hand oh, God. oh that's great you're gonna have a fun time listening to this one folks oh anyways thank you for enjoying our episode of the blob Happy Halloween. Tweet us your costumes. Tweet us your favorite scary monster movies, and we will totally check them out. And as always, folks, keep it kaiju. I think uh, I think it's time for our first break. I think first break. Oh. We 
<laughs> or, or only breaking. Obviously, our only break because <laughs> to be fair, we've been going for fifty minutes now, so we could wrap up if you want. Oh, we go straight on to nothing else. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose we can talk about uh, um, various comments from like our listeners. I suppose. Are we oh. Are we going to edit out this bit? We will edit this. Out. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll edit the Because <laughs> I was just thinking that's. Not an offense, Connor. That was a little bit awkward. You see, oh. like Connor really wants to talk two hours about the blog. <laughs> this is our post-credit scene now. Oh dear, we've we've we've. I get it, Connor. You in. like let's the blog. Let's take our first break. We have buggered this up big time. <laughs> we always do.